0: I'm Stories with Nancy Grace. A beautiful teen girl with the cognitive ability, the mind of a seven-year-old child. Caitlin Benjamin Olson is beautiful on the outside and the inside as well. But what you may not know by looking at this gorgeous young red-headed teen is that she is vastly cognitively disabled. When you hear her talk, when you communicate with her, when you try to text her, email her, you know that she is speaking or trying to type with the mind of a seven-year-old child. And now, this teen girl with the mind of a seven-year-old has been kidnapped. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Think about it. This is the equivalent of a seven-year-old girl being kidnapped, but she's in the body of a teen. Please help us find Caitlin, the tip line is 910-677-5514. Repeat, 910-677-5514. And to make it even worse, we have very strong suspicions based, in fact, that her kidnapper, a grown male, I put him at about 55 is using her or trying to use her not only for sex but to get her social security payments. Somewhere, this little girl is being held for sex and her kidnapper is trying to get his mitts on her social security disability. Thank you for
1: being with us. First of all, Take a listen to Rona Black. Caitlin Benjamin Olson is a 19-year-old from Cumberland County, North Carolina. She's not been seen since February 5th. Caitlin is believed to be with an unidentified man who she met on a social media platform. Caitlin's disappearance is extremely concerning, though, and her family noted that Caitlin has developmental disabilities and likely did not fully understand what the man's intentions were when they were communicating. Despite Caitlin having a documented history of cognitive disabilities, Caitlin's family claims that local law enforcement do not appear very motivated to find answers that could lead to bringing Caitlin home safely. There have been a few local news reports, but no repeat coverage of Caitlin's case locally. Why?
0: Because she looks like a teen girl. She looks like she's 18 or 19. Her mind is that of a seven-year-old child. Think about your child. I'm imagining John David and Lucy at age seven being kidnapped, held somewhere, like this girl is being held. Can you imagine what her mother, her family is going through? And according to them, local police are like, huh, she's 18? She can do what she wants. No, she's not mentally 18 years old. And there is uh, cognitive proof of that created by neurologists that have studied her and placed her brain, her development at that of a first grader. Again, I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thanks for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111 with me, an all star panel to make sense of what we know right now rona black is with us she's the victim's advocate owner of jury file a true crime podcast and investigative research website you can find her at juryfile.com greg smith special guest joining us special deputy sheriff joining us out of johnson county and you can find him at kelsey's army.com karen stark renowned new york psychologist joining us out of manhattan today you can find her at karen stark That's Karen with a C. Kathleen Murphy, who first brought our attention to this case. High-profile family lawyer out of North Carolina at ncdomesticlaw.com. And special guest joining us. This is Caitlin's mother joining us, Lisa Benjamin. Lisa, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. When did you first realize Caitlin was gone?
2: Um... I heard a noise around 2.30. I didn't think anything of it. That was 2.30 in the morning on the 5th. Um, I didn't think anything of it because the girls have a a bed that has slots, uh, like wooden slots on it, and they were always fixing it because they were always separating. Um, Her and her sister shared a platform bed, and I didn't go and check. This is the only time that I've never gone and checked their bedroom. And then at 7:30 in the morning, my youngest daughter woke up and said that her. I said, "What's wrong?" Because she was sitting on the couch weird. I didn't think anything of it. I said, "What's wrong?" She goes, "Oh, my window's open, and it was very windy that night. So I saw it, it just blew off their storm window. I had left their window, the storm window open, and it blew the screen window off, and I." Didn't even pay attention. I thought the bathroom door was shut, and I thought that's where Katie was. And when I walked by, it was open, and that's when we noticed she
0: was gone. I immediately called the police. Guys, take a listen now to our friends at CrimeOnline.com.
3: Caitlin Benjamin Olson is 19 years old. Her mother, Lisa Benjamin, says Caitlin is very outgoing, friendly, talks to anybody. Caitlin looks like your typical 19-year-old. She has hazel eyes, strawberry blonde hair, and wears glasses. Her mother says that despite her age and appearance, she has the mentality of someone much younger. She's mentally disabled, and she has the mind of a seven-year-old. In the first week of February, Caitlin and her 21-year-old brother met a man at their local family dollar store in Fayetteville, North Carolina.
0: Straight out to Greg Smith, Special Deputy Sheriff, joining us out of Johnson County Sheriff's Office in Kansas. Greg, again, thank you for being with us. It's bringing to mind the case of Cherish Periwinkle, the little, I think, seven or eight-year-old girl that went missing from a huge superstore. I believe it was a Walmart or Target superstore. How often, and we're seeing it more and more, that predators are hunting, essentially, their victims in Family Dollar, Family General, uh, the Walmart, the Target, and they find them. They make contact there. And the next thing you know, the child is missing.
4: Yeah, it's it's becoming a trend. Um, usually there's some kind of contact over uh, social media or an app or something like that um, where uh, some type of rapport is set up between the victim and the predator. And then uh, the, the final part of that is, hey, why don't you meet me at next place?
0: And it can be very simple, right, Greg Smith, like in Cherish Periwinkle's case um the perp met the mother cherished his mother and her little sisters i believe at a dollar general or family dollar they then moved to jackie was at a target or a walmart super walmart superstore and we're shopping together waiting for his wife to show up and at some point after about an hour or two shopping for the girls school clothes One of the girls was saying, oh, I'm hungry, Mom. And they had a McDonald's, as I recall, at the front of the Walmart Superstore in the Walmart. And he went, hey, why don't I go get the girls some cheeseburgers? And the mom said, okay, because it's all in the same building. And he walked right out the door with Cherish Periwinkle, raped, sodomized her, and murdered her. Just like that. We see it over and over where people, uh, predators are making contact in these stores
4: yeah it's uh, i mean you're right nancy it's one of these things that's that's, uh, becoming a trend um and you know these predators present themselves as you know mr nice guy and i say mister because it's almost always a guy um you know and hey i'm here to help
0: and greg smith what's amazing about this is that at the family dollar they have awesome surveillance video and we actually have a shot of the guy that caitlin met that day to lisa benjamin this is caitlin's mom lisa who if anyone was with caitlin that day um her brother cj um he's 21 so she was a company she was not by herself no she was with him spring breakers, and parents beware. The disappearance of honor student Natalie Holloway is a warning. We head to Aruba with Natalie's mom. What can we learn?
3: Nancy Grace's shocking new investigation. Streaming now only on Fox Nation. Sign up today.
0: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace right now is rona black victim advocate owner of jury file a true crime podcast you can find her at juryfile.com rona describe to me the area where is the family the family dollar
5: so they're um it's quite close to their family's home to caitlin's family's home they're in fayetteville north carolina um and uh i believe it's um lisa it's just like less than less than a couple miles away there right
2: um, it's like I walk to it every, every day I have yeah. to go shopping with my walker. It's like less than five feet away, like maybe 10, yeah. maybe 10 feet. You have to cross a double laned highway between two grass stations. It's right off of
0: 87. Kathleen Murphy joining us, high profile lawyer out of
6: North Carolina. What do you know, Kathleen Murphy? So Nancy, I came across this story on a Facebook page. And I was very disheartened to hear. So I I looked a little bit into it and reached out to your producer because nobody was covering the story. And, um, I had a lot of concerns when I read it because this child has, well, this young girl has been missing since February 5th. I don't hear a lot of feedback or commentary from the police department. And apparently there is some information out there, uh, on Instagram. And I'd like to know what that information is and what the police have from her Instagram. You know,
0: I find it really interesting, uh, Kathleen Murphy, that the media is not focusing on Caitlyn's story. Why? That, why? Is it because she's mentally disabled? Is it because she looks like a teen girl, but in her mind she's seven year old and nobody wants to talk about that? What's the problem? I think it's a very
6: difficult area that they live in. It's in Fayetteville, if I'm not mistaken, and that's a military town. What does that have to do with anything? Lots of changing people, and so sometimes a story can get covered and show no interest because the people who may have been interested in it got shipped off or got relocated. But the media is
0: still there. The media hasn't changed. What about it, Lisa Benjamin? I gotta, I gotta
2: say, the the first night they aired it at eleven o'clock on the news. The next day there was also an infant missing from the area, so it was going back and forth for for Katie, uh, Katie, and this infant that was missing, which they did find. And that was it. That was it. It was one one whole like half of the morning until noontime covered on. And I looked for days and days after on the same channel. It was
0: uh, Channel uh, 17 News here. So they want to cover the cute baby, but not not the mentally handicapped teen girl. Is that it? Yeah, it was basically
2: how it went down on the news.
0: That's how it went down. Guys, take a listen to our investigative reporter, Dave Mack, joining us from Crime Online.
3: Caitlin's mother, Lisa Benjamin, says she believes the man her daughter went to meet at the family dollar store was a man she met on Instagram. The only thing Lisa knows about the man is his first name, Chris. The Cumberland County Sheriff's Office has publicized a surveillance photo from that meeting in hopes of identifying him. Caitlin's mother says the man is not known to them. He appears to be about 65 years old. Lisa says, That man in the photo, he's not related to us. He is unknown. She goes on to say that she believes the man made promises to her daughter, saying he coached her out of her bedroom window. My child has never ran away before. Never tried to do this.
0: Coached her, lured her out of her bedroom window. Rona Black, do you agree with that? With the fact that he lured her? Yes. Well, absolutely. I mean, who couldn't
5: agree with that fact? She has the mind of a seven-year-old child. He's a grown man who is talking to people that you and I both know, obviously, are talking to her knowing that she's a seven-year-old in her mind. So he knew what he was doing. And the fact that um, there, is, there is obvious movement on her social security income um, we we know that, that okay, wait, 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 what what he's he is. Um, we believe that who, wherever Caitlin is right now, someone is trying to interfere with her social security disability.
0: Guys, speaking of luring a young girl from home and then somehow police act like it's the girl's fault. Let me remind everyone of Nicole Lovell just a precious little, I think she was 12 or 13 years old, lured out of her home in Blacksburg, Virginia, by a superstar, had been valedictorian at his high school, was, as I recall, an engineering major at Virginia Tech. And he basically wanted to have sex with a 12-year-old girl. He lured her out of her home, that night said he was going to marry her, take her away, start a family with her, how he loved her. Her body was found completely naked, thrown by the side of the road. She had been, her body had been wiped down with like Lysol wipes to get rid of any evidence. He lured this little girl to her death. Uh, Karen Stark, you and I worked that case together, the case of the Virginia Tech student. And what was so amazing is that uh, the perp, David Eisenhower, had a friend from home. um, I don't know if you remember her. And she helped him dispose of the body. She also was a student at Virginia Tech, do you remember this? Luring the little girl out? Yes, I remember. Um, Natalie Keepers was the co-defendant. And together, they lured this little girl, much the way you hear of Katie, Caitlin Benjamin Olson being lured out of her bedroom. They lured Nicole Lovell out, and they murdered her. Now, while you're hearing from Rona Black that we believe the perp in this case is trying to hone in on Caitlin's disability, her uh, mentally handicapped disability money. To me, that's a sign that she may very well still be alive. And he's trying to get those checks. But luring a child out, it is that's been around since day one, Karen Stark. Oh,
2: and so many stories like that. And having people, friends, be accomplices. You know, convincing them to be part of the nefarious act that they're about to commit. And what what you get from this story, Nancy, is the same as what you're describing because she does have developmental delay. She's seven mentally, and I am quite sure he picked up on that and was going to take advantage of her. So it's ruthless. It's ruthless and shocking that it's not being covered more because this is unexposed despicable. You can only hope
5: that she's okay.
0: Greg Smith, I'm shocked that local media and local police reportedly are treating this as if it is Caitlin's fault that she left.
4: Well, I I can't say that I'm really surprised about the media response. Um, It's, I mean, it's one of those things where unless um, there's, a, there's a person that's just constantly in the media space um, trying to get that information out there. Um, they tend to, you know, not cover these things. It's not sensational enough. There's not enough um, wow factor. Well, I don't
0: know what's more, what's more upsetting than luring what looks to be a teen girl with beautiful red hair out of her bedroom window knowing that she has the mind of a seven-year-old child. Greg Smith, do you think there's a possibility he is passing her off somewhere as his own daughter or niece or relative?
4: Certainly a possibility, Nancy. Um, that that would be the, probably the most logical thing to do, uh, particularly since it sounds like he's trying to uh, get the money from her oh, disability checks.
0: He is the worst of the worst. Guys, we have... Good news and bad news. Take a listen to investigative reporter Dave Mack from Crime Online.
3: Caitlin Benjamin Olson was last seen wearing blue pajama bottoms and a black Greys Creek High School hoodie. Caitlin has never run away from home before. And her mother believes she was lured out her bedroom window by an older man named Chris that Caitlin met on Instagram. Law enforcement believes the man made arrangements to meet Caitlin in person, and her mother believes he made promises to Caitlin to convince her to leave with him. Knowing Caitlin took her cell phone, law enforcement told her mother that Caitlin's cell phone pinged in Miami, Florida, on February 7th or February 8th, and in Orlando, Florida, on February 15th.
0: The good news, her phone is still working and pinging, we think. What do what do I make of that? I mean, go with me, panel. And again, panel, this ain't no tea party. Jump in. We're trying to find this girl. If you've got a thought, now's the time. I think you took her to Disney. I really do. Orlando, where would you take a child to make it happy and stay with you? And blend in. And blend in. Very well put. Disney. Orlando. I would get right down there and start pulling the video surveillance. I mean, that whole place is covered in video surveillance. Disney's awesome I, about that. For February fifteenth, who's jumping in? Um, Rona here. I'd like to also
5: chime in on this very important fact. Katie, um, there are these pings are popping up in locations where Katie and her family had already previously
2: talked about going as a family two weeks before. Wow. Tell me about that, Lisa Benjamin. Um, Well, we were thinking about giving up our house and getting a camper and traveling, and we were asking all the kids, where would you like to go? And two places Katie mentioned were Disney and Louisiana for Mardi Gras. And that's what was just happening in Louisiana was Mardi Gras. And when she first pinged i asked the detectives are you going to go down there they're like no it would be a waste of our time they don't even have the silver alerts in orlando because my cousin amber ward her husband is in was in the army with this man they have a cop friend that works in orlando police department down there he went into work he did not have a silver alert on katie whatsoever
0: he tried to get a hold of the detectives and her case is locked. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. Okay, so Greg Smith, doesn't this tell you, I mean, you're the special deputy sheriff. Doesn't this tell you they went to Disney and she was alive and well, February 15?
4: Well, it certainly tells me that her phone was in that area. Um, just speaking as a as a cell phone analyst, one of the things that I do in my job, I can't, I mean, in court, I wouldn't be permitted to say that she was there. All I can say is that her phone was there.
6: But um, you're
0: not in court. You're on Crime Stories. So why do you think her phone would be pinging around Orlando? And I bet if they triangulated it, it would be Disney.
4: It's quite possible, and they have that technology. They have the capability to do that. Why they haven't, I don't know.
0: Man, I'd be lighting a fire under somebody's rear end about right now. What else? Nancy, did... Jump can I in? make a
2: point? Yes. I'm oh, sorry. This this is a mother. Okay. Now, my son kept on saying something about Fremont Park, which is not a park. It's actually a beach that's off the grid. No Wi-Fi. You could camp right next. Pull your car right up on the beach. And I told the detective the second night out, and she said that she was going to send detectives out there, which she didn't do. She admitted to me that she didn't do. And my daughter ping there. And that is an hour and 49 minutes away from me. It is 1800 Canal Drive, North Carolina Beaches, 28428.
6: Kathleen Murphy, what is going on with the local police? I don't know, Nancy, but is this enough to get the um, FBI involved in this case? Because they've crossed state lines. Yeah, they have
0: crossed state lines. They absolutely have.
6: I We need to have a committed for purposes of the FBI to get involved. Is this really I, kidnapping? I call. For purposes of the FBI. Go ahead, Lisa.
2: FBI, I called the FBI, the FBI down here that's stationed down here in North Carolina. I called them. They took the case number, they took everything about Katie's disappearance and everything. And they said the local police have to ask for the help for them to jump in.
0: That's right, they do. The local police have to yep, must that's right. ask. I want but to then, focus on something we the
2: local I don't know the
0: answer that. to that, but I do know this that there are photos of the perp. It looks to me like a hog. He's on a really big black motorcycle. I couldn't see enough to know if it's a Harley or what it is, he's also been spotted with a blue Dodge Magna. Now, there's so much that can be done with that. Go with me, Rona Black, on this. Rona's joining us from juryfile.com. She's a victim's advocate. First of all, how many people in that area have a blue Dodge Magna? How many? Then you take that and cross-reference it with driver's licenses, you rule out all the women, you rule out teens and guys in their 20s and 30s, and who do you have left? That. Now, if this is a rental car, which I highly doubt by the looks of it, but if it is, then go to the rental agencies nearby. Find out who rented the car. It's really not that hard, Rona. What can you tell me about the car? I can tell you that we know for sure the suspect was
5: driving the car the first time he ever met Katie. So we know for sure that he drives do that car. How you know that? Uh, the brother verified that when they saw him at a local store um, that previously, prior to her disappearance, um, that they they verified the brother verified that that was her. He was driving
0: that vehicle. Um, they, they were sitting in that, that car. They were sitting in the car. Would there be surveillance video from that store that could possibly pick up a tag? They were supposedly
2: going up there to get that information. That's where that one they got him in Family Dollar. But Katie and Hill, uh, Katie, oh my God, I almost said his, her sister's name. I'm sorry. Katie and CJ went inside Food Lion, which is right next door with them. They went inside the store together, all three of them. So
0: when you say they were going to go get the video, who was they? Uh, the detectives. Have you been yourself? I
2: The only video that the police officer showed me was a video of the morning. Is that, that a no? Was- you
0: have not been to, what was the grocery
2: store? Food Lion, no. I did not go myself with the detectives, no.
0: But you do know that he went? Yes. And what, if anything, did the video reveal? They didn't show me that video. They only showed me the video of the Shell station. Let's say a mockup of a blue Dodge Magna. What does that look like? Uh, describe it for me, Rona Black.
5: Um, it's a uh, it's a four door. Um, it look they some people call it an SUV, but it, it really looks like a sedan. It's lower to the ground. Um, it is. Uh, we we have photos of it out there at juryfile.com, and and there's other photos out there of the vehicle. Um, That vehicle, like I said, we know that he drives it. But most importantly, what I really need to stress is law enforcement there is telling Katie's mom that that he doesn't, that's not his vehicle. He has nothing to do with that vehicle. But
0: whoever has that vehicle knows who our suspect is. Guys, take a listen to our friends at CrimeOnline.com.
3: The Cumberland County, North Carolina Sheriff's Office spokesperson, Sergeant Tanea Brown, says upon further investigation someone convinced caitlin benjamin olson to meet in person the man in the photos is someone who might have information on her whereabouts we do not have this man's name or age at this time we are asking for the public's assistance in identifying this man anyone with information on caitlin's whereabouts or who knows the identity of this man can contact senior sergeant nicole Mincy at 910-677-5514 or Crime Stoppers at 910 483 8477.
0: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, let's just pause for one moment and think. Think about this teen girl with the mind of a seven-year-old child with this man in his late 50s, early 60s. What do you think is happening right now? What motel are they shacked up in? Is he having sex with her every day? Of course he is. Is he trying to get her Social Security disability check? for her cognitive handicap. Now think about it, what this child is going through right now. Somewhere away from mom, away from home, away from anyone that would take care of her. How much did you have to take care of your seven-year-old child? How much, how time-consuming was that? All this guy's thinking about doing is molesting her. And may be getting her social security benefit. Take a listen to our friends at Jury File podcast.
1: After communicating with Caitlin on social media, the unknown man took extra steps to ensure that Caitlin felt comfortable around him, even offering to meet family members of hers. It is also likely that he owns or has access to the motorcycle pictured on on her flyers as well. This one right here. Caitlin's case highlights the rising number in cases that stem from communication on social media. Predators who reach out through social media know what to look for in younger individuals to lure and manipulate them. Individuals who choose to exhibit this type of behavior do not make their true intentions known. And just because they have not said that they plan to harm a person that they are seeking out does not mean that they won't. I want to follow up on what you just said. Uh, Rona
0: Black, joining me from juryfile.com, explain. I mean, when you say he tried to make her feel comfortable with him, offering to meet her family like they're dating, she's got the mind of a seven-year-old child. They're not dating. Exactly.
5: It's it's just ludicrous to even, even think that for a second. Um, and, it, and this isn't it's not as if this isn't a sensational type case for people to cover. There's a lot of details. We have images of the suspect. We have vehicles we're trying to track down and get the local public to to let us know if they know this man or not. We have so much a- actual information and facts to go on. I'm just shocked that this has not come to an end yet. Um, Caitlin, there is no way that Caitlin left with that man. The only way she walked out, had left that window in the middle of her night willingly was if he had promised her the world. There is no way she just left with him.
0: Like when little Nicole Lovell was promised, as she's 13 years old, that David Eisenhower, the big man on campus at Virginia Tech, was going to marry her and start a family. Instead, she ends up naked, dead, wiped down with Lysol wipes on the side of the road. This is bringing to mind another longtime friend, Alicia Kozikevich. Elisa was a teen girl when she was lured literally out of Christmas dinner. Her whole family gathered around the table, lured out to go meet her online friend, another boy she had met online her age. At first, she thought it was a girl, found out it was a boy. She stepped outside to meet him. She was immediately kidnapped and held hostage with a choke collar, um, raped repeatedly. And just before the perp was set to kill her, another child pornographer, having seen the photos of Alicia being traded online, actually felt so bad, he called the FBI and her life was saved. We are asking for your help today, trying to find Caitlin. She has the mind of a seven-year-old child, and she has been lured and has been kidnapped. I'm with you on this, uh, Rona Black. We know, we believe his name is Chris. We know he was driving a blue Dodge Magna, and we know he either owns or drives the motorcycle we see him pictured on. What kind of motorcycle is that, Rona? Um, I cannot, I would be,
5: I'd be skeptical or hesitant, rather, to say publicly what kind it is. I have had got an inkling on what it might be, but I'm still okay. Hit me. To track. What What do you think it might be? Um, a Harley. Here, let I would. Well, it is a Harley. I believe it is a Harley for sure. But I actually am pinpointing down the exact model of that Harley. You know, my Harley. first
0: stri- first blush, I thought it was a Harley, but I, I'm not sure why I thought that because I can't really identify it. It's a solid black. What we uh, think it
4: is, it is a Harley,
0: Nancy. Is that you, Greg? It's a, a black yeah, Harley, a, yeah. a big one too. Yeah.
4: yeah it's some kind of uh, super glide or something.
0: I don't get it. Uh, Kathleen Murphy, trial lawyer, joining us. We've got, we think his name, Chris, a vehicle linked to him and a black Harley linked to him and a ping in Orlando. Why and can't Miami. they? Ca- yeah, and Miami. Why can't they catch this guy? And a lot of And, and, what can we do, and Westboro. And what? And Westboro.
2: Uh, North Carolina, because that's where the beach is, and that's where she did okay. ping there. They told me that Lisa she did Benjamin, ping when
0: was the last ping that you know of on Caitlin's phone or Orlando? Yeah, Orlando. Orlando. February 15 was that the last ping? Yes, yeah, so they're still
2: waiting as of this morning. The detective just told me that she's still waiting for Instagram warrant uh, for Instagram to send all the conversations that they
0: ever had to what are you learning about the conversations lisa benjamin this is caitlin's mom
2: i all i know as of the one conversation that she had with her brother in the instagram conversation was that she wanted to meet him alone and he said no that wasn't a good idea and the guy sent those pictures the motorcycle picture and the blue picture are from my son's instagram um conversation with them and three days out, this man deleted his
0: Instagram. Well, if he's got Insta, they can't find the server that goes with it? No, they're telling me they're still waiting on Instagram to get back to them.
6: Oh, my God. Who, oh is, my God. They? Nancy, Who is, this, is
0: they? Who is they? Who is they? The detective. The detective. Detective Mincy. And that is with what agency?
2: Um, The Fayetteville uh, Sheriff's Department.
4: Yeah, Nancy, Instagram is notorious for not cooperating with law enforcement. That doesn't surprise me to hear that.
0: Oh, dear Lord in heaven. Uh, But you know what? What what shouldn't take that long is to ping where her cell phone is right now. We haven't heard any information since February 15. Guys, take a listen to our Cut 11 from Jury File podcast.
1: Apps like Kick or Likey or Meetup and others have been dominating the headlines for some time, but no one seems to notice. These headlines often do not make it into your algorithm-driven feeds, and people tend to not see them. I encourage you, though, especially if you have children, do a simple Google search. Search Kick K-I-K, and arrests. Click over on the News tab when you do that, and I guarantee you you'll find plenty of recent arrests of suspects, who have communicated with minors on kick?
0: Not only that, guys, uh, I want to point out that the number of predator relationships on social media is skyrocketing. Right now, we know that flyers have gone out on social media with Caitlin's photo. Also, with the photo of who we believe to be Chris that is with her right now, a photo of his motorcycle and the blue vehicle, This is not anyone the family knows. This mom has not heard from her daughter since Caitlin went missing. Won't you help us? What what I don't get uh, is why nothing is being done on the case. Join with me to reach Senior Sergeant Nicole Mincy of the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office. Uh, we are have repeatedly put the number up for you. That number is 910-677-5514. We beg you, Sergeant, to bring in the FBI, to bring this girl home. Isn't it true, Lisa, that when the Instagram messages were reviewed or other messages from your daughter, the perp was asking her for documents?
2: Yes. They. She, he was asking her for her birth certificate and Social Security card to be with her. The
0: tip line again, 910-677-5514 or 910-483-8477. Help us bring Caitlin home. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.